0: Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. I just want to say up front today here on Anchored with Mike Robinson that... Um, you know, God is bigger than all this. That's the thing that keeps coming into my heart that as we progress through the hour that we're all living in today, that God is bigger than, than everything. He'll have the final say. All we have to do is trust and obey. It's an old song we used to sing in the church, trust and obey. And I believe that that's still what we have to do in this hour that we live in. You know, I just, this, this theme freedom requires bravery has been in my heart and, and You know, when I see the, the, when I look through the history, even of America and the history of great men and women of God throughout history and all from all nations of the world, um, you know, I see so much that freedom requires bravery that to, to live for freedom. You know, Galatians uh, says that Jesus said that he, he died to make us free Uh, for freedom. Christ has set us free in Galatians chapter five. And I want to share something to you. Um, You know, that I I found out uh, about the Declaration of Independence uh, in America when uh, when these there was 56 people that signed the Declaration of Independence in America um, for it to become America. And um, every one of them risked their lives by signing this declaration. But there was one in particular, John Hancock, if you've ever seen his signature on the Declaration of Independence, um, John Hancock signed his name. Bigger than anyone else on the document. And history says that um, he signed it very big so that King George could read it without his spectacles. He and these other signers faced death, banishment, imprisonment, being hated by others. I think of Jesus first of all today, as his bravery led him to the cross to die for our freedom. Then all those who have given their lives for our freedom anywhere in the world, in the United States and all over the world, anyone has given their lives for our freedom. Man, th- this this has been, this is happening through through the ages for people to bring freedom to a nation, to bring the word of God to a nation, that people that brought the word of God to America back in the beginning, they, the freedom required bravery, you know, and I, I have to wonder who will be the, the, the John Hancocks of this hour in this generation? Who will we be in this hour? Who will stand up on the side of Jesus and the Bible and who will lay down, and stay silent on the issues of true freedom. You know, we need to stand. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. We gotta make our signature big like John Hancock. We must believe our beliefs and doubt our doubts. Freedom requires bravery. Be brave today, my friends. You know, Matthew 28, 18 is probably just one of the verses that just helps me to be brave in times of of uh, that that I need to be brave and It says this, and Jesus came and spoke with them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And he said this, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Amen. That last statement. That last statement is what gets me. I love it when God talks like that. He said, "I am with you always, even to the end." It's so motivational, you know. I love it. He said, "I am with you always, even unto the end." That puts the umph in my try to make it triumph. Do you understand what I'm saying today? When we when we go, He goes. We're not alone. When we go, He goes, even unto the end. You know, there was a famous missionary that I read about. His name was John Payton. Um, and he felt God called him to the Hebrides in the South Sea. And he had a thriving church. I mean, he had a large church uh, doing very well financially with numbers, everything else. People were getting saved and people were coming to know the Lord. And, and he had a thriving church. But as he prayed one day, he felt God was sense a taking him to the Hebrides and, and the South Pacific and South Pacific. And he said he he started to study it and realized that the the missionary that went there before him, he only lasted one hour and cannibals ate him. Can you imagine this? this So this he gave his resignation to the church and told him, the, you know, he'd be leaving in a few months. And he said every every Sunday, this elderly gentleman in his church would come up to him every sunday and say don't go don't go john you'll be eaten by cannibals and after sunday after sunday finally john had had enough he was a young preacher he was full of the vision of god and the fire of god in his life and so finally one sunday uh, morning the gentleman came up once again and he told him he said don't go you'll be eaten by cannibals and john's reply was this it really is good he said dear sir you're getting up in years in a short time you will die and they'll put your body in the ground and to to be eaten by worms. He said, whether I'm eaten by cannibals or worms, it will be just as glorious when the Lord Jesus raises me up. So I'm going, don't you love that? He said, you know, it doesn't matter if however we die in this world, uh, whatever the end is, it's going to be glorious when the Lord Jesus raises us up. What a, what, how brave is that? You know, wow. It's so, it's so awesome. And you know, what was interesting to me as I read this story, it was the same scripture that I'm reading today. Um, he said the scripture that sealed the deal for him to go to that island was Matthew 28, 20. Lo, I am with you always. You know what's amazing? 150 years later, not, not the end of John Payton was not only did John Payton not get eaten by cannibals, but 150 years later, they believe one in three people in that area are Christians because of John Payton's sacrifice, because him being led over there by the Lord. And uh, it's it, it just so inspiring. The verse that he stood on was, Lo, I am with you always. We need to stand on that verse today. Jesus is with us. We need to be brave. God's with us if we'll just stand up. If we'll go, he'll go. He'll be with us. Um, this poured out to me in prayer, um, you know, just, th- just this week. It says, This is a time to make history. You you want to make heaven or make history? A time to love radically, both God and our fellow man. I believe it's a time that we must love radically, radical love, even when we're persecuted for righteousness' sake. Radical love that loves people uh, makes a difference because when we love God and when we love people, we can't go wrong. It's a time we must radically love. And when we radically love people that persecute us, it doesn't mean they're going to change their mind. It doesn't mean that they're going to um, like us or accept us just because we we do good to them that, that persecute us. But when we do good to those that persecute us, it's a seed for their salvation. It's a seed for them to come to know God. It's a seed um, for them to to get where they need to be. And so we have to, it's a time we have to radically love. We got to be brave and radically love people, friends. It's a time to harvest urgently, you know. I'm sure we've all heard the scriptures you know and the, the harvest is white you know it's time to to take and harvest the fields and I really sense that in this hour that we can't get our minds on the news we can't get our minds on what's going on around us we can't get our mind on politics so much as we need to get our mind on harvesting the fields it's time that we radically we 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 radically um love and we harvest urgently you know with an urgency about us with well, it's an emergency. It's there's there's an urgency, and we have to um, we have to see it as that. If 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 time, if this is the end time, and we know the end time started on the day of Pentecost, but we know that if the, if this is the end of the end, then friends, we have to, we have to love radically and we have to harvest urgently. The next thing I want to say is it's a time to pray fervently. Pray fervently, from the heart, from the spirit. You know, uh, when we pray fervently, the Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. We must pray fervently. We must grab on, um, you know, grab on to prayer and and seek God and and pray and declare the word of God and declare freedom to the captives. And we have to declare freedom to those that are are bound up today. It's a time that we got to pray fervently. And, you know, it's a time uh, that we got to make our uh, we got to be salt and light. We have to we have to be bright and make the, the, the way to Christ more clear in the darkness. Like John the Baptist out there preaching repentance. He was preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. Friends, we live in that same place. We live in the place John the Baptist lived today because we have to go out and prepare the way for the coming of the Lord to prepare people. And to prepare the way for him to come. We have to be a glorious church in this hour. A church without spot or without wrinkle. And it's a time. The last thing is it's a time to make the world better by being salt. You know? What, what am I saying? I'm going to go over these points. It's a time that we love radically. Both God and our fellow man. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a time to harvest urgently. It's a time to pray fervently. It's time to make the way of Christ clearer by letting our light shine. To make the world a better place by being salt. You know, it's time that warriors arise and build, battle, and become. That was our theme at our ministry for this whole year was to build, battle, and become like the ones in Nehemiah's day, that they would have a time that they would know how to work and they would know how to war. Then we got to build and war at the same time. We got to rebuild the foundations of this generation back upon the Word of God, and so we have to be able to uh, do these things. Uh, this is our responsibility. This is our activity in the hour that we live in. You know, it's urgent. You know, when I say harvest, talk about harvest urgently. You know, <clears throat> I'm reminded of so many stories I've read. That heroes in emergencies come out from all races, all ages, all sexes, all nationalities, all for one common purpose. And I believe there's ever a time the church is going to come together for one common purpose. It's now. You know, we must hold fast to our God-given rights and freedoms as human beings, as citizens of heaven. Hold fast is a military term. Look at the Lord's Prayer. You know, God is bigger than all this. Um, The world is not our final home. We're just passing through, through, friends. In Hebrews 11 and 10, it says, for he waited for a city who has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Boy, that's us too. We're looking for a city who has foundations today, whose builder and maker is God. That's us. Heroes need to arise today from normal Christians like you and I. And not so we can be famous among men, but, but where we can make a difference, where we can make history for the kingdom of heaven in this earth. There, this is the time the church must come together and advance the kingdom of God. we got to quit uh, focusing on what makes us different and focus on Jesus Christ who joins us together. A man I respect very dearly, Dr. John Kelly. He's he's over International Coalition of Apostles, and um, he's just a very dear man to us, and, and I just respect him highly. And he, he knows lots about strategy and war, and he's been a boxer, and he's been there and done that with many hundreds of churches, you know, as, as an apostle. But he said this. He said, true relationships are not made in easy times. Covenant relationships are not made in easy times. He said they're made in foxholes. There's, he understood war. He was a part of the Vietnam War, and and you know when we understand war, we understand that that people bond in times of war, bond in times of urgency. And we're in a, we're in a warfare um, for the souls of men in this hour, and we need true covenant relationships. I said this at our church. You know, David and Jonathan were not just two buddies. They weren't just two guys who hung out together on the weekend or they just hung out and went fishing on a Friday night and ate corn dogs. No, they were warriors who made covenant to advance God's will. I want to say this today, friends. We need to make covenant with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ to advance God's will in the earth. You know, we, we got to understand do we want to just – make it to heaven or do we want to make history because now's the time heroes must arise i believe you're a hero i believe god is i believe god is touching the giant on the inside of you that you're a you're a child of god like gideon that you're a mighty man or woman of valor today and i believe god is touching into that person today that's going to cause you to rise up and stand up and be brave in this hour i pray in the name of Jesus today, that you would be brave, that you would walk with God with all your might, that you would you would go out and you would love radically and you would harvest urgently and you would pray fervently, my friends. I love you all and look forward to talking to you next time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember. Stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.